<laughs> Are you on the Zoom yet? Yeah, I am. I'm waiting for the host. Waiting for the fucking host to let me in the goddamn room. Can you play the uh, the intro song one more time, real quick? Just play it. <laughs> sure. Hey, hey, hey. Bye, 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 bye. Yeah, it's right there. It it really does. Um, show me the meaning of being lonely on Bart. Oh, oh, yeah. We're gonna get into that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get into a lot of things, but first, let's get into the introductions. I'm Steven, that's Nick, this is Real Rotten, where we rate movies 25% and under on Rotten Tomatoes. We watch movies, we don't, we don't rate them. Oh, we re-rate them. We're not top critics. Uh, we'd like to think we are. One day we'll be in that top critic, uh, that top critic area. But in our minds and in our pods, we are uh, in our social circles. I think that's the day we've made it as a podcast, is when they let us into the top critics, and, and it's just our blurb from the podcast is what they put on the website. Yeah. And so when people are like, click for full review, it's like, there is no full review. It's just, it's just that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's our blurb. Sure. Sure. Welcome to the show. Today, uh, today we celebrate a, a day of love and, um, and contention, fury, disrespect. All the, all the above. All the above. All the above. Okay. Let's, let's do it all because I think it all encompasses loves. A tradition unlike any other, it is time for the Valentine's Day episode and we have none other than our Valentine's Day guest, Rachel, is joining us yet again. Welcome back to the podcast returning champion, infamous Rachel. Thank you. Thank you. Third time's a charm. <laughs> fourth, fourth time. Uh, this is the fourth, oh. the fourth annual Valentine's Day episode. Where you been? You're our biggest returning, uh, our most returning guest, and uh, p- the people are clamoring for it. Quick Rach quiz right here. Uh, what are the three movies that we reviewed with you, Rachel? So last year it was uh, Fifty Shades Darker. Uh, Fifty Shades prior. Freed. Freed. You oh, got it. Was close enough. Oh, okay. That was close enough. Okay. We did. It wasn't leap year, but it was some something kind of in the same sphere. Yeah, P.S. Um, I love you. Was yes, the very, P.S. I was, love that you. That was the original, the first one. And uh, we and did I'm Valentine's. On one. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Oh. The movie Duh, you always want to forget. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. That was just, the one that was actually last year. That was last year. Three was two years ago. Yeah, that was yeah. two years ago. That was twenty eighteen. Maybe I forgot about it because it was February. It was before the whole pandemic took off yeah yeah that was the last normal episode speaking of we're still in the uh we're still in a pandemic still in a pandemic Uh, your anniversary high five yay uh uh, we are also in uh, month two of the year of nicholas cage uh we have one uh a super secret nicholas cage episode coming next after this one you won't even see it coming you won't even see it coming um and just like that movie news there's an uno movie there's an Uno movie coming out. We're an Uno podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. I heard about this. Uh, they they're developing a movie based around the game Uno. So who's they? There's they is one person. Uh, yep. Who is it? Uh, that that they're doing big big Hollywood. I know I who it is. No, it's it's uh, big it's, Hollywood. No, it's 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 big uh, it's big uh, 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 mumble rap. It is the one and only Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty is the <laughs> one who is developing a Uno movie allegedly. <laughs> okay. 
great. A heist movie based on the game Uno. Yeah, I did see that. Um, not my first thought, but I'm on board. I'm in a thousand percent. Shit just got real. Who's a? Uh, I know that ASAP Rocky has always wanted to be an actor. He's in a couple movies. Yeah, he he can he could probably be in it. Sure. We'll we'll talk about the casting of that movie eventually. But first, one more movie news. The GameStop movie is being developed. Uh, that's for you, Kyle. Uh, it's in development at HBO. The GameStop Wall Street bets Hell phenomenon yeah. uh, for all you all you gamers the out there. The Big Stop? Is that what it's going to be called? The Big Stop? Yeah, it's going to be called The Big Stop. And they're going to have... That's uh, great. It's going to be just like The Big Short where Margot Robbie explains how stocks work, except it's going to be how stonks work, and it's going to mm. be um, some meme lord. It's Olivia Munn, probably Olivia Munn, and then the the hologram. They're going to afford a hologram of Anthony Bourdain. Speaking of Olivia Munn, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley are dating. They're the new couple of the podcast. Welcome to the the couple of the podcast. Aaron Aaron Woodley, congratulations for them. I didn't know if you were if you were on the team about that or if you were on the fence because it's a it's a secret romance allegedly. But uh, yeah, secret romance. I'm on board. We're all not on so board. So secret now, I guess. Um, Quick question, Rachel. Would you rather see a movie about the GameStop, uh, GameStop Wall Street stuff or watch a movie about Uno? You can only buy one ticket. I'll be honest. It's a really tough decision. <laughs> I think what I would be more pleased in the sense I, I, that I feel like I got my money's worth, I'll, I have to say GameStop. Really? And some pe- because some people got their money's worth off the stock, uh, <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. There's some truth to that. <laughs> more like more like start because with all the games they'll but be wait, buying. If they made if they made a, a sequel to Uno, then what would it be called? Um, what's the other one? Phase ten. It's probably called Dose, or it's Uno Upside Down with a Onu, or it's double. It's draw two. Reverse. It's draw, reverse. It, it's draw two. It's got to be draw two. Reverse. No, reverse. Phase 10. Reverse is going to be uh, as as friend of the podcast. It's Cole, phase ten, Cole, you fucks. We're moving on. <laughs> Cole Kuiper pointed out reverse is going to be an epic part of that movie where uh, they get to play the reverse card. Uh, the game that I draw would, four. The game that I would choose would probably be Monopoly, and it would be about communism. The movie Monopoly, the movie, could be good as long as they make it about communism versus capitalism. Um, I would make the game, the board game version of Battleship, and it would star uh, Liam Neeson. And Re- oh, no, oh, I'm sorry, they did that. Yeah, one. future sorry. contender. Or, uh, that's going to happen. But now Probably let's, Uno let's talk about it. We got to talk about On the Line, a surprising movie that, I mean, at least surprised me on what it was. If you don't recognize the name of the movie, it's because uh, it's of a time for sure, and uh, lost to time, as lost it were. Lost to time for um, sure. And it's a movie starring Lance Bass and Emmanuel Shriki. That's how you say Emmanuel it. Emmanuel Shriki, also known as Sloane from um, Entourage. Entourage, and uh, and the love interest in Snow Day. So uh, let's we're gonna jump into it. Let's yeah. get a little taste let's first. Get a little taste. Let's a little go. Taste. A little taste, please. Kevin just met the girl of his dreams. There's only one small problem. Oh man, let me get this straight. You're sitting on a train, and she's about to leave. And what do you say? It was a pleasure commuting with you. You didn't get no name, no number, no fingerprints, no address, no, no okay, nothing. Fine. I tanked. This girl, she was incredible. Man, there's something there. You track her down, you know. How? Should I hang up a poster saying, you have brown hair, I saw you on the L, call me? Yes. Lance Bass. It's embarrassing when everyone knows you as the guy that always chokes. Joey Fatone. 
Open. Never know. Emmanuel Shrieky, Jerry Stiller. Way to go, Romeo! And Dave Foley. Why don't you just offer a reward for a lost puppy? That girl tearing up the fence. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all we needed. On the line. 2001. Wow, that was a, like an acid flashback. <laughs> Whenever I hear a, a boy band pop music, it, it just goes into my brain and switches something. Even when it's a modern boy band like uh, the, the One no, no, Directionals? No, no, Oh, okay. Oh, if you're, you're just talking about the hype, the the, the specific the, the specific sound of the early 2000s. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The very manufactured uh, sound of the 2000s. Which we got a lot of uh, uh, in this movie. The the critics gave it nineteen percent for some reason. Critical consensus nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the audi- audience forty seven. Yeah, that's that, both seem low when when watching the film. Uh, probably at that time, well deserved. But uh, <laughs> now, in retrospect, I don't know. I feel like it should be higher, but we'll get into that. I think there might be a lot of mad parents that they took their kids to this movie, but I could also see some uh, some dads maybe enjoying it. Potentially, if they look past uh, the the screaming children every time Lance Bass and Joy Fatone are on the screen, yeah, I think that was would be this part the of original it. Marvel movie. Yeah, do you think that there was kids just go just screaming? Absolutely, Had yeah, to have been right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's like watching those uh, concert movies uh, in uh, in the theaters. Like you're just you're just there to pretend you're at a concert, like the Katy Perry concert or the uh, what's the other one that was oh, the, the Gaga man. concert. Yeah, that's probably in my top three. Jonas night. Brothers live top, in 3D. Top five. Uh, least want movie experiences oh yeah probably be one of those it's coming rachel do you have what is your experience with on the line do you know anything did you know it before this uh do you have any history with it i i do have history history with it i remember begging my mom and my aunt um my cool aunt to take me to see it and i remember my my aunt saying no it's inappropriate so (laughs) i mean finally got to how old were you seven eight nine what what year did this come out? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. So uh, the, the official. I was six. Yeah, six seven. Yeah. <laughs> official so release I got to, date October twenty six, two thousand one. I got to fulfill a childhood dream. <laughs> <laughs> glad that's glad. what we do on this podcast is we fulfill childhood dreams and nightmares yeah. and uh, we crush them at the same time. My little sister, uh, I texted her today and said, "Guess what movie I'm watching? I'm watching on the line." And she recalled the exact uh, her what she did the the day leading up to the movie and what she did after the movie. She remembers everything Insane. vividly. Absolutely. Loves insane. the movie. 10 out of 10 from Meg. 10 uh, out of po- 10 from Meg? Previous wow. guest on the podcast. Uh, shout out to Meg who, just, Meg, who just had her birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Meg. Ha- happy birthday, Meg. Uh, you have terrible taste of movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Rotten Tomatoes blurb uh, stated, it's an, in- it's an inept attempt at a romantic comedy Aimed at NSYNC fans. Fair. Yeah. So that's general. Very general statement. Yep. Uh, Low I, level of effort. I chose a blur from Nell Minow of the Common Sense Media who said, dull story, some vulgar humor in Lance Bass romance. Nice. And then she gave it three out of five stars. <laughs> so, that's pretty positive. Uh, that's my new favorite thing is bad blurb, but good rating. Okay. that's It's a fresh. It's a, it's a tomato. It's not even a rotten rating. Yeah. It's but, probably like a fast food tomato. <laughs> Not really hospitable. Yeah, like out of season fast food tomato. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just really mealy. Uh, mine is from Eleanor Ringel Cater uh, from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. On the line knows its target audience very well. Positive review. 
So that's it. Yeah, dumb dumb review, but uh, but it, I I guess I guess all right, cool. Thanks, Eleanor. Uh, Rachel, what's what's your blub? On the line would like to be serendipity for the Oxy and Skechers set, but it feels more like the worst movie Michael J. Fox never made. What <laughs> from my guy Glebes? <laughs> oh, oh, Gleaver man, oh, is he? He's not talking about Oxy Cotton, right? No, he's talking about those those Stridex pads, those like alcohol pads that you'd wipe oh. on your face when you're super uh, when you're super all oily because you're going through changes. Um, yeah, but but that didn't age well because now whenever you think of Oxy, you think of Oxy Cotton. So. So apparently we were on heroin uh, in, <laughs> in the early 2000s. As somebody who watched Serendipity a couple months ago, also not a good movie. Uh, yeah, it, even uh, even though starring my my girl. I picked this. My I guy. picked this blur because of a uh, the vibe to this movie it feels very much Skechers to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't a Skechers uh, product placement. I know Reebok's not There's good. Reebok. The, yeah, yeah, Reebok's not Reebok. good ahead of Skechers. Yeah, who cares about Reebok? Not even the British care about Reebok. Well, our our enemy of the podcast is uh is back, but he's in good graces. Uh, Roger Ebert is back. Uh, Aj Ebert with Ebert. Yeah, Aj Ebert with Ebert. Uh, one star out of four. Um, <laughs> I mean, he didn't like it. It's not in his wheelhouse, even though he wrote uh, a teenage. It's unbelievable uh, that uh, Ebert. You forget that he has to watch every movie. Yeah, you think almost of, every movie. You think of like those top critic guys as guys that only watch good movies or only watch like middling ones, and they give those bad reviews. But Ebert watched a lot of very bad movies. Look, you don't you don't listen to critics be, because of their bad reviews. You listen to critics based on their good reviews and how well they talk about a movie. You don't say thanks, Roger Ebert, because of your badly described movie. I'm ne- I'm for sure gonna watch it. Like you're obviously gonna avoid it, but with those with those good movies, like yeah, I agree, Roger. Uh, Jaws was a was a fantastic monumental thing in cinema history. Whatever. One star out of four. Uh, he stated, "Here's on the line, starring Lance Bass of NSYNC in an agonizingly creaky movie that laboriously plods through a plot so contrived that the only real thing about it is its length." Yeah. So. <laughs> when you really think about it, it is amazing that this movie did run for eighty five minutes. It kept going. <laughs> you thought there was going to be like a new aspect to it every time. Yeah. But it was... For being an 85-minute movie, it's it's an excruciating two-hour, 85-minute <laughs> movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't get it. At the first at the first 30 minute mark, I was like, okay, this is this might be quasi enjoyable. And then the next 30 was really, really hard to get through. And then the last 30 was fine. Know, okay. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Just fine. This movie was released. 20 years ago. Can you believe that? 20 years in October. 20 years in October. Uh, yeah. So- 19 and uh, change years ago. Sounds like a, a prisoner talking about a sentence, but yeah, keep it going. Rated PG. We'll talk about that. 85 minutes long. Taglines. Kjax, can you please read the taglines for us? Tagline for us. Have you ever met the perfect girl and let her get away? A little rapey, a little rapey. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, I, I, as somebody who just watched um, the serial killer movie with uh, Jared Leto and Denzel Washington, oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, little things. I would put that tagline on that movie. Have oh. you ever met the perfect girl and not let her get away? <laughs> oh my God! Golden Globe nominations happened. Other movie news. Uh, there are some bad movies. We'll talk about that on the ne- on uh, the next podcast. It's 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 big news for us. Big year for us. Got a lot to look forward it's to. It's a big year. Yeah. Um, my my tagline is uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep it simple uh, with the man. I just had it now. Lost it. God damn it! 
Just like the gr- perfect girl. You just had her and you lost her. Wow. Mine is, have you seen this girl? Question mark. It's very Terminator 2 of you. <laughs> have you seen this boy? Uh, I would have a picture of Emmanuel Shriki on, on the poster, of course. Mine is looking for my missed connection. Yeah, that's too good. <laughs> Miss smell like Miss Lady. Yeah. <laughs> for a second, I thought it was Miss D. Like, yeah. Like uh, train, train D, but yours is better. Yeah. Bit suggestive. <laughs> um, missed connection. I like it. Good Lord. Uh, my tagline is um, Bass, Fats. Let the do let let the duo ride. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we're going with. Let the duo ride. Let yeah, the there duo you go. Ride. Speaking, On the line. Speaking of riding, yeah, here's the plot keywords. My fate possibly my favorite plot keyword of all time. L train. L no, so L E L train. L not as in Spanish L, as in as in how you phonetically pronounce L. <laughs> yeah, I know. The letter L. Yeah. But El Train. El Train. <laughs> you misspell a train. It's a train. T-R-E-N. Train. Well, the L in Chicago isn't just the L, it's the E L because it is the elevated train, right? Is that why it's called the L? Yep. Yep. That is uh, that is correct. I don't I don't know. I think it's just called the L. Uh the other plot keyword, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I pronounce the S. Chicago. Train. Male-female relationship. And uh, based on short film. So, there's those. I did ask somebody, she will not be named because she refuses to be named, uh, who grew up uh, outside Chicago at this time. And I asked her, hey, did you know about this movie? And she said, no, what do you think? I live in movies? Wow. So... We got a new enemy of the podcast. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. The budget. Yikes. $16 million for this movie. Uh, Not as high as I thought it was going to be. I thought this was at over 20. Uh, fact fact check, Kjax, uh, can you please look up what the inflation of $16 million in 2001 money is now? How's it going, Grimey? And then it grossed uh, $4.3 million. So, that, yeah. that seems that seems egregiously low when when you think about it, but at the same time, this is this is on the tail end of NSYNC's popularity uh, apex, I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, so so it's so it's more believable. I think people are over it. They got they oversaturated the market, uh, and we will talk about that. The thing about boy bands that people forget is that they were only popular for like four years. Yeah, solid four. It was like ninety seven to two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, right? uh, two thousand three. Like you gotta if it's in sync, it's like ninety seven, ninety eight to two thousand three. For Backstreet Boys, they were earlier, so they were like ninety five to like oh two. So maybe like five to seven years. Well, we have Kyle. Uh, Kyle, can you look up that stuff as well? Um, time to get trivial. Yeah, maybe. So the value of sixteen million dollars in two thousand, uh, like what the inflation would be, is that that would be twenty four million today. Come on, yeah! Yeah, see, that's uh, that's good. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. That'd be like if you got, uh, who's uh, who's the biggest band right now, with multiple members? BTS. Yeah, that's like having three, two guys from BTS in their own Korean revenge horror film. Yeah, yeah I'd be down with that. <laughs> Chanwook t- Park for twenty four. Greenlight that movie. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'd, I'd like it. Okay, but they didn't make much money. Uh, trivia: Did you know this movie won an award? Did it? Yeah, uh, I was reading an article about it, and uh, it said, 
Lance Bass, executive producer and starred in the Miramax film On the Line, which received the coveted Movie Guide Award for Excellence in Family-Oriented Programming. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. You, That's you an award. On. Would you rather win that award or not win an award? I'd rather win the Movie Guide Award for Excellence in Family-Oriented Programming. You really would? I mean, you're going to get that church money. Right. Okay. You get that. Uh, you might get played on. Yeah, you might get played on ABC Family a lot. You'd have I think that chance. It was. I feel like this movie was probably played on. This had. Most this definitely. movie had an extremely ABC Family. What was a? Uh, oh yeah, back when it was ABC Family, not when it was a uh, freeform. Yeah. Yeah. As we all know it now. And it was the Family Channel before that. The Family Channel. <laughs> Remember when they showed movies on Sundays at seven? Yeah. My family used to sit down and watch that. Can you imagine a more nuclear family thing to do? I for sure watched episode one on Fox. Uh, on TV when it when it first showed on TV. So. Oh, Fox was too racy for my family. We weren't allowed to watch that, right, Kyle? Okay, this was also the feature film <laughs> debut of Justin Timberlake. Yeah, really, really good, uh, really good fat fun fact there. Kind of hard to believe. Uh, yeah, and especially in the fact that he played a really effeminate uh, makeup uh, artist. I do have lo- one last trivia. So, do we know why uh, NSYNC broke up? A lot of people think it's because Justin was like, ah, I'm off to do my own thing. But really, really what people are saying behind the scenes is that Lance Bass broke it, broke up the band because of his acting and uh, cosmonaut career. He wants to be an astronaut. To this day, wants to be an astronaut. Wants still to go wants to, space, to be an astronaut. Still wants to be an astronaut. I did not know that. Uh, still wants to be an actor. He uh, he's he just greenlit his new movie where about two girls who went on The Price is Right and won a Winnebago and toured... And uh, drove what? behind NSYNC's tour. It's the largest prize ever given out on Price is Right at the time. And that was a true story? True story. And he wrote, made a movie They're about it? They're making a movie about it. Wow. It just announced this last year. Wow. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's like winning a Winnebago and like touring with the dead or something like that. All right. Uh, uh, movie talk. Uh, is it movie talk? Are we doing movie talk? Movie talk. Bet you can't stop. We just love that movie talk. Can't wait. Who directed this movie, Stephen? Uh, the director of this film is the one and only Eric Bros. Uh, Eric Bros. Eric Bros. I, I want to say it's Bros because it rhymes with gross. Yeah. Uh, he directed also wow. St- Stranger Than Fiction, Traffic, and Vampire Bats, which is a TV movie. I, I'm not aware of it. I know. Yeah. I know Bats, the actual film movie, not uh, the TV movie. And he directed. How come, how come Stephen doesn't get butchered on mispronouncing a name yet when I mispronounce a name? That's his name. Is Eric Bros. What are you talking about? B R O S S. Bros, bros, and then nothing. Because Steven said it right. Two cents, I'm done. (laughs) This guy directed Stranger Than Fiction, not the one with Will Ferrell, another Stranger Than Fiction from 2000 starring nobody, and he directed Traffic, the TV show. And Vampire Bats, okay, the TV see, movie. See, yeah, yeah. I, I was reading this and I was like, this yeah. seems this seems very wrong. <laughs> I know. Uh, writers of the film, Eric Aronson, who... Uh, Only other movie he wrote? Mordecai. 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 <laughs> Future contender. And then Paul B. Stanton. Who never wrote another movie. Good, good to know. Uh, editor of the film, Eric Sears, uh, from Hot Shots, a future contender. Uh, and Chino Man, Spy Hard. <laughs> <laughs> D2, The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Uh, and Final Destination 2. So, yeah, man after our own, our own heart, Eric Sears. Absolutely. I can't wait to review Spy Hard, and I cannot wait to review Hot Shots and its sequel. And its way better sequel, Hot Shots Part Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the actors, I have a question for Rachel. Rachel, NSYNC members. Are we doing an impromptu top five? Can you rank the NSYNC members in your top five? From one to five, your favorite to least favorite. I don't even need I don't even know the others. I only know the obvious three. 
Wow, Who are the obvious three? Well, Justin, Joey, and Lance. Yeah. So you, well, to me, that's the obvious three. Yeah, that is the obvious Admittedly, three. Admittedly, though. JC Chazé. JC. Oh, duh. JC. Oh. And then gotta love and then Chris. Jason and Chris Kirkpatrick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is the voice on Fairly Odd Parents of the shiny teeth guy. Uh, the shiny teeth. Oh, guy. Wow. Is that Chris Kirkpatrick or is that JC? That's Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh wow, he's um, what's his name? Uh, he sings that song, Icky Vicky. Yeah, Icky Vicky. Uh, oh what? yeah. <laughs> Chase Skylark. Chase Skylark. Chip Skylark. Chip Skylark. Chip Skylark. Yeah, there it is. He's there also is. in the cameo at the end as well. Yes, he plays the other effeminate hairdresser or foreign. Born effeminate hairdresser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, now that I know that tidbit about him, it, I guess it kind of bumps him up. Yeah, what's what's um, your order? What's your order? I think J.C. Chazay was my number one, and it's weird because I just completely forgot about him in this <laughs> right. moment. It was a long time ago. He's the one that always wanted to uh, vanish from obscurity, I feel like. He was the dancer of the group, right? And he was the pretty one next to Justin. I don't he know. just... He, he had... A different type of flair than Justin that I thought was dreamy at the time. I get that. Yeah. Though, I guess Justin takes number two just because he is the lead and I loved his voice. Mm -hmm. And I specifically liked NSYNC more than Backstreet Boys at the time. And when somebody asked me why, my five-year-old self said, because NSYNC says baby <laughs> more often than Backstreet Boys, which I don't know if this is true, if somebody wants to run the data on that. Kyle, uh, um, head to the fact, <laughs> the fact corner. Hold on. Let's get you an fMRI so we know uh, exactly how your memory thinks. Um, I think three was probably Lance because he, he has soft eyes. He has a nice smize. Like he smiles, smiles with his eyes. Oh wow, yeah, you're very smiles. right about that. Smiling, <laughs> you eyes. see it a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And the fifth guy, the fairly odd parents guy, we just discussed. Chris. I, I, I didn't even know his name, so I think he goes at the bottom, which puts fair. Joey Fatone at number four. Yet, if I were to reflect on all five and who I would be closest friends with, it'd probably be Joey Fatone. Absolutely. Yeah, he's got major best friend vibes. Oh, my goodness. He played, yeah, he yeah. played and that, he, that and he, he rocked a, a soul patch for a long time, right? Or was that Chris Kirkpatrick? No, it was both. They uh, both soul patched like it. Maybe they all the had vibe, soul patches. <laughs> the vibe that Joey Fatone gives off. I've friend zoned many a guy's. <laughs> Joey Fatone. <laughs> well. Here's to Joey Fats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're going to get into him. Real bummer for Joey Fatone that uh, his name is Fat One. His last name is Fat One. I mean, how do you how do you come back from that? Especially when you're not a... Uh, I mean, he could have changed his name, but he embraced his name. That's yeah. his actual name. So he embraced it. So good for him for embracing... Uh, and he was the fattest of the group. Uh, I don't have an exact number, but I'm going to say NSYNC said baby three more times than... Actually, boys. Oh, wow, I was close. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we ran the numbers. It was a lot closer Specul than I expected. It's the speculation corner. <laughs> hey, did you? Hey, did you check uh, their heyday? Uh, if their years were, you know, four well, or they're seven? All, they're all blown out of the water by Justin uh, by Bieber anyway, because he yeah. made a song called "Baby" that he had to sing over and over and over. Exactly. Um, in this movie, Lance Bass, Joy Fatone, we already talked about it. Manuel Shrieky. Manuel Shrieky. Uh, in her Sloan, pre-Sloan, four years pre-Sloan. Uh, prime, very young. Prime. She, she's very young in this movie. 26. Yeah, she looked a lot younger. She looks younger, though. Yes. She looks 
amazing. <laughs> I super, I just I just love her so much. The super glossy lip gloss really threw me off. I was like, oh yeah, that's that just reminds me of. We talked about Amanda Pete in the in the last episode, Saving Silverman. Uh, right. I listened to that. Yeah, and uh, she she. Uh, Manuel Shriki, because of Entourage, Kyle, me and me and Kyle used to watch Entourage together on DVD from uh, Hollywood Video. Great. Uh, she's also in my my first round of ever girl crushes. Actresses. That's awesome. Yep. Cool. Thought we uh, thought we should know that. Speaking of crushes for you, uh, GQ was in this movie. Who is GQ? <laughs> GQ. He was uh, Eric E to the R to the I to the C. <laughs> I have no idea who GQ is. He was the white guy in Drumline. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've never he, seen Drumline. He was the best friend in this movie. I've never seen Drumline. So. Well, I have a fun fact about GQ. He has a brother named JQ, and they're both rappers together. And they uh, they did an an adaptation of Shakespeare's Othello called Othello the Remix, a 90-minute hip-hop version of Othello. And they... I mean, that should have been the new Hamilton. It's pretty amazing. That should have been Hamilton before Hamilton. Yeah, the World <laughs> Shakespeare Festival, it, it was showed out. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. Good for good for GQ. Uh, you want to run through the rest of the guys? James Bulliard as Randy Francis. I guess he was the preppy friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who was? What was the he, point of that guy? Honestly, at the beginning of the movie, I thought that was Lance Bass's brother. <laughs> I thought that was like Adam Bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or something. That would know. be Lance Bass's brother. Uh, Al Green has himself. Uh, I don't know why he has has a top building, but we'll get into that. Uh, Tamala Jones is Jackie, uh, the the coworker to Lance Bass who steals his idea. And then Richie Sambora as uh, Mick Silver, <laughs> the Mick, yeah, yeah, the Mick, who is the who is the rock star that Joey Fatone idolizes, yet has points of contention with. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird relationship. Well, it's like any celebrity in person. Yeah, sure. Dave Foley as uh, Lance Bass's boss, Higgins, uh, <laughs> great all time great boss name, Higgins. Oh God, so good. And then Jerry Stiller as Nathan, the the copy room uh, chief. <laughs> yep. Uh, the cameos we have uh, uh, baseball Just, players uh, verbally mentioned Fred McGriff not seen in the movie but mentioned yeah sure yeah, yeah. Sosa's in it uh, Eric Young's mentioned in it damn no Bu- Buford's in it uh, <laughs> damn no Damon sorry I yeah damn no <laughs> damn no Buford's in it <laughs> Damon Buford's in it uh, EY's uh, EY's mentioned in it China's China the wrestler uh, R.I.P. Uh, was in it and then we mentioned uh, JT and Chris Kirkpatrick of Winsink JC uh, Chaze uh, too good for this movie or uh too busy. He's too busy dancing. He's too yeah, busy too just bu- dancing. Too busy dancing. Sorry, I was practicing new moves, guys. I can't be in this movie. <laughs> uh, movie plot. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Nick, take it away. Kevin, Lance Bass has everything going for him, but his lifelong lack of confidence keeps him from recognizing love and happiness. Love and happen, even if it's sitting right next to him. When Kevin meets the girl of his dreams, Abby, on Chicago's L train, they connect immediately, but lets this golden opportunity slip away by not having the courage to ask her for her name and number. Unable to find her or forget her, Kevin and his buddies launch a massive campaign to locate Abby. That was a firefight! Um, okay. I mean, that's the plot of the movie. That's the plot of the movie. Uh, we don't need to talk about the end. I mean, the end is what you think it is. They meet at the end. They kiss. Uh, they kiss egregiously uh, a lot at yeah. the end of this movie for being a PG film. Well, let's, well we can uh, address the, uh, the sexual elephant in the room. Lance Bass is gay. Yeah. Not during this time. Five years later, he came out, and watching this back, it's hard to not see him as gay. It's weird to think that there was a time when we thought Le- thought Lance was straight. Watching him act in this movie, I got a uh, I got a vibe off of him. I don't know if that's just. It's probably just because we know him as gay now. Is it his unbelievable acting or his realness uh, creeping out of his uh, <laughs> creeping out of his acting? Uh, it's got to be one or the other. It's that he was a bad actor. I think. Yeah, I think it's more on that line. <laughs> what do you think, Rachel? Did you did you have that sense that he uh, 
was gay? Yeah. Well, this is not directly answering the question. I kind of felt like this movie could have been a cover up, you know? So like there is a story think that he was gay. Like maybe like TM TMZ or whatever was TMZ back in the day was gonna release that. Yeah, or like maybe he he just he wasn't ready to come out and so he put out this movie where he's playing an obviously straight man. Interesting. Yeah. That could that, that's that's an interesting <laughs> idea. Interesting <laughs> concept. It's be, more believable. It'd be great to go to that length to like prove somebody wrong. So if somebody's like, You're not a cowboy, and then I'm like Okay, and then I make a movie about me being a cowboy and release it. I'm like, now what? <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, I, I th- it could be like that. I I don't know. I, I'm not a Hollywood historian, but that's like the Rock Hudson strategy. Rock Hudson was known as being the the Hollywood tough guy in a lot of movies, and he was secretly cl- uh, closeted homosexual the entire time. Rock Rock Hard Hudson. That's what they called him. Oh boy. Uh, all right. Who's yeah? You're making a scene. Uh, let's let's talk about some of the scenes of the movie. I want to talk about the opening really quick. Yeah, 1994. So 1990, 1994. Uh, a rock band, teenage teenage teenage, teenage rock band. high school rock band with jo- Joey Fatone and Lance Bass. I must call this out. Uh, actors who play younger versions of themselves is is always going to be superior than younger actors playing playing the versions of the main characters. There's no that. other way to go. No, there's no other way to go. It's so fucking funny every it's so time. Great. It's so great. It's it what it's what makes uh Pen Fifteen that uh, that much that much better. Yeah. Uh, speaking of congratulations, then they're both pregnant at the oh, same wow. time. Wow. Wow. Good for them. Their band was called Granted, which is an extremely uh, that's <laughs> a very nineties nineties yeah. uh, band name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me and Kyle were in a band in in the, uh, in the Kyle, Kyle. What year was it? Yeah, the mid two thousands. Yeah, it was like two thousand six or seven. We had one. We say. had one like band we were practice. Sophomores, juniors. Yeah, we had one band practice where we came up with the name Borderline, for our band, and it was dramatic because there were too many guitar players. Yeah, we had three guitar players, and they could not decide who was the top guitar too player. Many. Wow. Uh, but we are borderline, which is a uh, very much on the same level as Granted. No regrets. Yeah, dumb would, teenage band name. Would have been yeah. a great band had we had more than one practice. Sure. I had to return my bass. Sure. And they 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 were apparently a hard rock band and uh they were they were playing they were playing uh, uh Two Princes. Two Princes <laughs> <laughs> by the by the Spin Doctors. Yeah, one of the very first uh, uh CDs I ever stole from my parents. That's really My terrible. parents had a Spin Spin Doctor CD and I was like this could be more my flavor than theirs and I listened to that album a lot. Wow. So uh Wow. Speaking shout, of shout out to the spin doctors. Speaking of parents' music, uh, Lance Bass listening to Al Green uh, uh, and loving Al Green, which is the entire subplot, um, and which means Al Green gets like third billing in this movie. <laughs> they say the name Al Green probably more than they. The only name they say more is Kevin Gibbons. Yes, yes, Kevin Gibbons or or Chicago Cubs or Cubs, Cubs, <laughs> yeah, Cubs, 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 Cubbies, Cubbies. Cubbies. Gotta yes. love my Cubbies. Gotta love my Cubbies. That was easily the most forced part of the movie is the fake fanship of Lance Bass and Emmanuel Shriki. You could tell they We're gonna could both that. give a shit about I mean, baseball. To be fair, she she was wearing Cubs gear. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, well, that's all you have to do. Uh, the, the the pitch meeting, Nick. Uh, I don't know why you want to talk about that, but go right ahead. I want to talk about that uh, because of this subversion, or subversion, or like how it how it, it aged in a very like a, a particular way. In that it 
it was indicative of the times where I, uh, I'm listening to, speaking of, I'm listening to a podcast, uh, Reply All, right now. They're mm. doing uh, on the uh, Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. Oh, yeah. And, and everything that happened there was this this summer. So listening to that, it was already on my mind. And then uh, it would talk about a lot of like the women of color who were there for like three or four years as part-time and never got never got promoted to full-time or they never got their like paid for their on-camera work as much as the other white people and this movie was like uh jackie who had been working there for years already just has to start working with lance bass who who just started there and uh he immediately goes on to the creative team and then she steals his idea and takes credit for it and i was like yeah go get, get him jackie he doesn't deserve it he didn't work for that even though it was not a bad idea not a good idea i liked his first idea more the original Reebok idea he had was uh, two chickens, one saying re and the other saying bok. How is that not? I thought that was the idea that she was going to bring in <laughs> yeah. instead of the other one, to I be honest. That would be a Geico commercial right now, is it? <laughs> is if if they were called Reebok, it would be two chickens. No, it's like uh, uh, Geico. Let's, they'd be, I'll pitch you the commercial right now. Uh, Geico willing to save you 15% on car insurance. It's about it's about as catchy as uh, two chicks wearing designer shoes. <laughs> it's Reebok <laughs> co-branding. Rachel, were there any uh, scenes in particular that stood out to you? Hot dog one for sure, and uh, I don't remember the hot dog scene. Uh, uh, talk about that, please. So when they're at the baseball game, um, I can't remember the full context, but the the Cubs game or they're playing softball. The, the Cubs game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The woman behind Joey Fatone says, "I have a daughter," and he turns and goes, "Does she like meat?" And he just <laughs> chomps into a hot dog. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> the amount all. of hot dog eating in this movie was awesome. There was a lot. <laughs> There's the, uh, major wiener envy. Saw, saw at least three or four hot dogs being eaten in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Playing so- the playing uh, softball and then barbecuing around the softball game is pretty. <laughs> yeah, is I pretty thought that idea. was so dangerous. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like a. There's other guys playing with them too, but they all just stop to congregate around the <laughs> around the grill and and eat their hot dogs and wieners. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so fucking cold. <laughs> Chicago, yeah, <laughs> Chicago summer. It's like forty degrees. Um, I did like overall how a movie was set in Chicago because yeah. New York is typically the setting for these type of plots, and right. it's just something different, you know. I feel like the year, the two thousands decade was a lot of Chicago movies, if especially in the early two thousands. Like you had, um, you had this movie. You had, the, like I told Nick, you had this movie and Hardball the same year. They're both set in Chicago. Um, <laughs> Those are two different parts of Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, one's the north side, one's clearly the south side. Yeah, Nick, way to way to put that plug that right in. Wow, they should have had uh, Keanu Reeves be in both movies. Yeah, because he, he's a baseball fan. <laughs> yeah, he could have been. He could have been both. Let's try to market his team. Look, I'm trying to market the movie Chicago. Yeah, the movie Chicago did actually. Was that 2001? It was right around there. It was, it was the same time as Mr. Deeds. So I think you're right. It was right around 2001. Deedsy, you sick ass mofo. I did think it was frustrating how the arc of the woman he worked with, um, how she steals his idea, and that's something that women have had to deal with all the time. I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like they made the only woman of color in the in the movie to be like the bad guy at, at for a lot of it. Yeah. 
But then, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was like, get, I was just like, get it, girl. Defend, defend your own. You've been there for five years. Like, you deserve this race. Yeah, this motherfucker's from the copy room and he's and trying to. I'm glad that she waited till he got, till she got her promotion to like talk him up. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's the way you to get do yours it. yours and then, and then help, help others afterwards, I guess. I guess that's how the business world works. Uh, they, Dawn. They do have G, GQ, aka Alex Kalajakis, uh, in the movie. Iraq. Yeah, when he got, uh, hit in the, when he got hit in the nuts with the foul ball, and, yeah, and the Sammy, that was the Sammy Sosa and Fred, uh, not Fred McGriff, uh, Ey and Damon, yeah, uh, saying that's the third time he got hit this year. That, I thought that was actually, that made me actually laugh. First yeah. of all, that's the best quote in the film in regards to jokes. And second of all, I it made me flash back to when I went to a Sacramento River Cats game once and I saw a man with t- uh, two sets of nachos, one in each hand, walking down the steps, got hit in the nuts with a foul ball, and it's something oh. that. To this day, I will never forget. <laughs> that is something you it, remember. It, it was a lot more serious than what happened oh, uh, I bet. in this movie. This movie, he just like uh, cringed for a bit and everybody laughed and they ha- they played off some nut jokes. But yeah. in real life, that man was stretchered away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he he oh, just no. he dropped his nachos, which was, first of all, one of the saddest things in history Very. is <laughs> dropping nachos. <laughs> yeah, next to, next to drinks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he dropped the nachos, and then had to. He couldn't get up. They stretched <laughs> They stretched so him out. <laughs> so terrible. I feel so bad for that guy. I hope he was old enough to have children. That's I, all I got to say. I cannot. I will never forget it because right before that, there was foul balls flying everywhere, and I'm like, man, wow. these things are flying today. And then immediately <laughs> after I think that, right over our heads, hits this guy walking no. down the stairs. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Nick, what about when you injured your hand trying to catch a home run ball? Uh, allegedly, I don't know. There's, there's only there's limited footage of that, so uh, <laughs> we don't know if it's true or not. All right, uh, 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 Alex, let's get this out of the way. Where is there a break dancing scene? <laughs> there is a break dancing scene when he tries oh. on two women's shoes and he busts out a move. When he, he's, he's, it's he's in a montage. It's in a, that? It's, it's in a montage. Oh, yeah, I love that scene. And it's then, in the montage. <laughs> I didn't check that. It's the sec- the I, second I, montage. I want to say that I'm a sucker for montage montage <laughs> scenes every time. It, do, it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. Aww. When a montage is happening, I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> the shoes are horrible. The shoes were the worst shoes I've maybe ever seen. <laughs> and they were very, they were so small and they fit on his feet somehow. I don't know. Incredible stuff, really. Uh, we should put a link to what those shoes looked like because it was crazy. That'll be in the that'll be in the Instagram story um, for sure. Like the besides the egregious product placement, um, wasn't a fan of taking that forty five to one minute detour of Emmanuel Shriki and Lance Bass reciting every president in 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 chronological. You didn't order. like that? No, no, no. People <laughs> love that. That took a minute. That took a minute. That took a little bit too long. Like if they if if they were like just stop if they went from like eighteen hundred or 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 nineteen hundred to whatever. Like if he just said, did you did Roosevelt? You, but did you not hear it and then immediately think like I should I should learn how to do that? Except the the only reason I wouldn't learn to do that is because at the end of it I'd have to say Trump. Right. I mean, yeah, forty forty six <laughs> names uh, in chronological order is kind of kind of a tall order, more or less. I mean, they're all dumb white people, so it really it's like those matter. people that know all yeah. the num- the numbers to pi, and then you're like, great, good luck with that. Yeah, and <laughs> like, now they're, and now they're making six hundred thousand dollars a year working at Lawrence Livermore. Yeah, yeah they great. they bought uh, they bought Bitcoin probably. Shout out to Kyle. 
Hey, uh, we didn't buy Bitcoin. We didn't buy Bitcoin. Hey, buy, buy, that <laughs> buy that Ethereum. Buy that Ethereum. Kyle's on the Ethereum. Right, <laughs> buy the right wing version of Bitcoin. Kyle's addicted to Ethereum Not again. True. <laughs> We're having an intervention. This is actually an intervention podcast. <laughs> Kyle, you're doing too much Ethereum. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, just telling I you, that... by by the end of the year, they could be up 20k per ship <laughs> per coin. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look out. And then all you guys are going to be making fun of me later. Just just watch. Thank you, Kyle. I agree with you. I think I have three Bitcoin. <laughs> there Whoa. we go. Oh, wow. Somebody's rich. That's <laughs> <laughs> our richest guest we've ever had. Uh, Rachel, I do have a question for you. Lance's jacket and tie combos. Well, first of all, that, that leather jacket he would... That, leather that, jacket. The red, with... the red j- jacket. Yes. It's something that to 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 fashion people is stylish, but to me is one of the most hideous things I've ever seen. It's not stylish now. It was stylish then. But I did love all of his his uh, tie monochrome uh, <laughs> combo that he had going on. Yeah, he always had the most shiny shirts. <laughs> his shirts and his ties were crazy. It was like those ones that you buy at Kohl's and it comes in the pack and it's like ready to wear. <laughs> yep. Rachel, what's your opinion on yep. that though? I need to know that I if I'm what I'm feeling is wrong or right. It's just uh, too over the top. But at the same time, his vibe does fit flashy, shiny shirts. But with leather jacket, uh, you know, it's it's a, a nice piece of clothing. And it's just it, it, you want to go with just simple black or brown. I remember specific incidents, not just in my personal life, but like in, ge- in general personal life where people would ridicule others for having too tight of clothing. In the two early two thousands, like why aren't your pants baggy enough? I can see your leg definition. That is way too tight of a pant, or or your shirt is way too tight. It needs to be at least two sizes bigger. And then we like auto corrected immediately in like two thousand seven. Where yes. like two years later, everybody had to wear the tightest pants possible. Yeah, yeah, chick pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was back in the day. Uh, I did love uh, when they were playing softball the like third time or whatever when yeah. uh, Lance Bass gets in a fight with GQ for not telling him about uh, his girl. Yeah, uh, his jeans were very baggy in that part. Super baggy. Super baggy. Those were those were the Miller's Outpost beyond baggy jeans. Were ba- boy band guys wearing baggy jeans? Absolutely. Yeah, it was were. the look. It was the look to wear those to, to wear quasi butterfly or, or not butterfly bell bottom uh, parachute pants. Yes, parachute. Yeah. Because it looked cool when they danced. Parachute before the parachute, yes. Yeah, I got, after the parachute. I got a hot take. I think La- Lance Bass and Joey Fatone are bad singers. <laughs> they sounded very bad in this movie. Joey, Joey Fatone did not sound did. as bad as Joey, Lance Bass. Joey had a couple times, but Lance sang twice, and both times he sounded bad. It, it, How is that possible? The question I have to beg, uh, I have to beg the question. I have to beg the question: Was it him being a really good actor, or him just creeping, or his 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 self, his essence creeping out a little bit too much? You think is he? I a, think that was the act. Was he acting as a? Bad I think singer? it's the former rather than the latter in this case. So he was acting as a bad singer. Yeah. Meanwhile, he didn't want to show off. He mean, didn't want to show off. Yes. Meanwhile, his actual sexual identity. I think that was just him being a bad actor. Yes. Well, I think is it had to have been bad singing on purpose because he was. Yes, it was not good. Even if it was, it, it, so even you're in a harmony. How could that sound good? Yeah, your your argument is even if he did it intentionally, it was. An, it was and it the was worst part bad, is he was singing Al bad. Green. Al Green with it. Yeah, I know. He which is a real Al bummer. Green. I know it's a it's a real shame. The, First I got of all, problems with Al Green. Al Green in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was he what? was great when he did things, 
Uh, but when he was just doing like whatever, like being the background, especially at the concert, you could clearly tell that he was lip syncing the entire time. Yeah, it was, was it bad was editing too. Really, it was really bad. bad editing. The the sound editing Eric in this Se- film, Eric Sears. Yeah, <laughs> there was there was so many audio dubs in this movie. Of the like, sound editing in this scenes. film is one of the worst cases. I think this is why it needs to be forgetting forget forgotten. This needs to be a forgotten film based on sound editing alone. The sound effects. Like you said, or like you're gonna buy, like you're buy. Yeah, the sound effects guy went fucking crazy Woo! in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, I never heard so many, like things yeah. like that, like just like awkward sound effects. He was constantly adding to this movie. I'm assuming he was a man, uh, but he was just bang, boom, boom, boom. Like any scene where there was silence, it was like automatically adding in sound effects to this, to this movie. It was crazy. And just, then on top of that, yeah. they dubbed over so much talk of the movie. And it was, ob- it was one of the more obvious examples. I think the majority I've of the, seen. the majority of the reason is they, they cut this, they cut the sound uh, or they cut the, the ADR or recut the ADR is because the language, there was so much um, suggestive language that they probably had to cut down to get a PG rating. And Maybe, were, yeah. the studios were gunning for a PG rating to bring it back to trivia. They were gunning for a PG rating based solely on the fact of the NSYNC audience. Like this is this was the NSYNC movie to make, even though it wasn't really an NSYNC. They shoehorned uh, the the audience and the and the target uh, for this film because this film was originally um, supposed to be a rated R film, and uh, that's how it was sold. But the studios converted it into an NSYNC uh, buddy comedy um, just because they owned the script. Which is which is just goes to show you, uh, studios suck, and uh, <laughs> filmmakers and writers are better. <laughs> Rachel, what was another thing that stood out to you as uh, ridiculous in this movie? It seemed like they were trying to bunch in a lot of different arcs into one. Yeah, um, like the the elderly coworker and him having a heart it just seemed like there was a lot going on at once that was a bit yeah that was a bit unnecessary Jerry also, Stiller's yeah, and story. they they abandon a bunch of them too like, really they do the the whole brady like the columnist guy that just like stopped happening yeah like two-thirds of yeah. the way through the movie just we just never saw that guy just again. that chick gets a broken ankle and a broken nose <laughs> and, and that that's girl the end left, of that story and she left him for joey fatone yeah. after he kicked her in the face yeah. and broke her how did she break her ankle that uh, whole that whole she <laughs> rolled over the bed and landed on her ankle and broke okay it. yeah that flashback scene using red to flashback yeah. was insane. First yeah. of all, uh, so so we'll, if we're yeah, let's we'll, talk flashback. We'll talk flashbacks in a minute. Yeah. Well, speaking of Brady, actually, we should mention it because Brady his his art got cut, but he started off the strongest out of anybody in the movie. I, I honestly thought that that actor was the the bad guy from uh, Bubble Boy. I thought that was the same guy, but <laughs> oh, it's not. Yeah, he it's did, not. I looked did have it up. that vibe. He'd had that major vibe, but he was. He, he was, was actually not. in nothing else, really. He, no, he, he kind of didn't work again. Fell off. Fell off. Uh, the the thing we haven't talked about that was actually a major plot point of the movie is all of his friends taking all the dates yeah. and all the calls. Yeah, just to help him filter. Uh, you know, filter. But that, then that was like that seemed like it was probably a bigger plot point of the rated R version of the movie. Yes. Yes. And they just had it in there as like the. They needed something to cause the tension between him and uh, Shrieky. Yeah, well, yeah, the, to to bring the second conflict yeah. in, which is his friend actually meeting the girl and then not telling him about it. Yeah. All felt forced and terrible. <laughs> GQ, yeah. GQ in this movie is crazy. That the uh, uh, as we call him in our podcast group, Kjax, very Alex. Uh, <laughs> he a smart Alex, if you would. <laughs> he his his whole rapping vibe was very two thousand one. 
Uh, I just kept seeing the guy from Drumline. You can get him on Cameo for $10. So when, when Why didn't we do that? When I request it right now, uh, we're going to insert it right here. We forgot to request a Cameo from GQ. Um, yeah. Thank you, GQ. That was wow, GQ, GQ, everybody. Thank wow. you. Thank you so much. I really appreciated how throughout the entire film you wore Cubs gear just to stay in, in location. He looked he looked the most natural in the Cubs gear. Hey, we're going I'll to Al Green concert. I'm going to wear my my, uh, my Derek Lee jersey. He snuck into he some really good He did seem the seats. most Chicago, Chicago to did me. Did they sneak into that Al, Al <laughs> yeah, Green they, concert? They snuck up to like 15 feet away from Al Green. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're in third row, third row dining seating. Uh, this T-bone was great, uh, GQ. <laughs> How could Lance be mad? Like you got there for you, you saw a pretty good amount of Al Green for and free. And he got out scot free. He didn't get thrown out like Eric did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. But I agree with you, Rachel. He did seem the most Chicago out of everybody in the movie. He needed the accent. That's all. He, that was all I was missing. And then him constantly holding a, a thick crust pizza or, or a hot Italian uh, beef. Chicago dog, which I still have not had. You know, now as I reflect on this. <laughs> What? <laughs> how old? How old do you think these guys are? Because do they do they all live together? Mid twenties. They're supposed to be twenty four. Yeah, mid twenties, like okay. 25, 26 years old. This, this, this. No, twenty four is specifically so, what they say in the movie. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. They look twenty six. <laughs> uh, uh, Rachel, this would be the qu- they they would be the quintessential dwellers of the apartment we used to live at, without question. The the four bed <laughs> one bathroom uh, apartment. That's that's who's living yeah, in that apartment. In a studio though, one studio, all shared. <laughs> yeah. Four bed. Yeah. One bath. Yeah, <laughs> it did seem like a uh, yeah. It was a flop house. It was definitely a <laughs> three bedroom, dirtiest living room possible situation. Yeah, it was like New Girl, but but way grosser. <laughs> yeah, it was gross New Girl. That's, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Yeah, the uh, apartment was very transitional, college to sort of adulthood. Yeah, like anytime you walk into a guy's apartment. And you see street signage, then you got a que- you got a question. Yeah, a <laughs> I don't know if it's a red flag, but it's an orange it's a red flag. She's taking yeah. direct shots, uh, Rachel, and I don't appreciate it. Okay, just because I have no, just because I have a sign in my in my living room that says "yield," <laughs> yeet, <laughs> that I converted to say "yeet." <laughs> Just because I have six traffic cones. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you just used to be drunk and pick up traffic cones as a fun game. I need a traffic cone because you never that's know a, when you're going to need a bullhorn. That's a felony, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, now let's bring it on to the to the good stuff. Since yeah, we're talking yeah. about good hold stuff, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to talk about. How they went around going, have you seen this girl? And it's a fucking like, stick figure yeah. drawing. <laughs> yeah. The friends were so bad in this movie that they, not only bad actors and bad friends, but also bad drawers. Because when they, when they posted their, their poster going around to help him, it was terrible. It was like, it was a, there's no way anybody this would help at all. If anything, they were just causing more damage yet again. Until schizophrenic, yeah. Until she happened to be on the train when GQ gave his little speech about uh, love, which was (laughs) exceptional. Sure, sure. That's my favorite part of the movie. (laughs) That's shocking to us. Sure, it is. You know what I really liked? I really liked that Jerry Stiller and Dave Foley were in this. Uh, just based on the '90s love alone, like they're giving a little love to '90 stars. That is Dave. They got the and and the with uh, in the uh, the casting. Yeah, yeah. So. uh, and Dave Foley with uh, Jay Still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R.I.P. 
Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, to you know to bring it to bring it full circle, I really did like naming all the presidents. Uh, it was a callback <laughs> to heavyweights, and even though it took a minute, um, it was still enjoyable because I love no sense of history. Yes, and I love my trivia. You know, I love my trivia. Uh, I love the flashback 2001. It, th- seeing a Mac with a colored back is so refreshing. Man, colored Macs, really, Man, really a big fan. Remember when that was the most innovative thing that Mac ever did? <sighs> they were just like, hey, Apple Apple was like, we got something for you. Right. And then they they un- they unveiled it, and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, my this God. This computer's clear. I can kind of <laughs> see inside of it. And they had that little, the mouse that was impossible to use as like a, a fifth grader, and you're like, I don't yeah, know. They haven't, improved in, they haven't improved in that department, that's for sure. Uh, one thing I did want to call out uh, for sure, uh, speaking of uh, nostalgia, is the whole commuter love. I miss uh, I miss uh, having those those daydreams. Uh, yeah, people the... used to lock eyes on a on a on a Bart train on and the train, and it, they weren't the other person wasn't masturbating or smoking crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those were great times, right? Yeah, not wearing a mask. Uh, yeah. Going back to what Rachel said about montages, I loved uh, the song. I think there should be a song with the, based on the name of the movie every time because. The first montage where he, uh, after the pitch meeting, when he goes in and he makes the posters for himself to find the girl, yeah, and they they play the NSYNC version of the on the line song, yes, it was great. I I was uh, I was on board. I was like, first montage into this movie, let's fucking go. First thirty minutes, post, post fantastic. That, post that picture. Act one, fantastic. Put that poster up. Um, uh, real quick though, uh, the best scene in this entire film, speaking of flashbacks, is the flashback, the prom flashback with, with Brady, the journalist. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the greatest cinematography sequences I've ever seen in a, in a, <laughs> they in a movie. Sl- they slide the wall in, they, they revert him back to his old haircut. Old creepy self. Yep. Old creepy, like, they, they're, they they're gave like him, a museum or something. Made him look like he just, just got dunked in a pool and then, uh, and then just a really cold pool because he was very pale. And then he asks uh, this this beautiful uh, woman for a date, and uh, she's like, "Give me a minute." And she goes and asks, <laughs> she goes and asks Last Manson <laughs> to to go to prom with her, and uh, and that was the beginning of that beef. Yeah, it was it was all done, and it looked like relatively one take, but uh, in one in one setting. I thought if the whole movie had that vibe. It would have been very good. Yes, yes. More like of if that. that if that was the original idea and things like that with like fun flashbacks like yes. that and like kind of uh, which like ra- which bits which it would be it would have been a much better movie. I'm moving up. Uh, I'm moving up. Make it fresh. Make it fresh. Give me Roger Deakins as cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> make this one long shot. Deak. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the way you make it fresh is you go all in sync. Why? Why weren't all mm. of his best friends? Uh, Justin Timberlake and, all playing multiple and JC. roles. Yeah. Oh, everybody's playing multiple roles. JC Chazé is the woman love interest. <laughs> okay. I, I, Justifies I, Lance Bax's uh, sexual identity as he well. Could probably pull it off. Uh, Rachel, how would you make this movie fresh? There was something that I found likable to it. Um, I don't know if it was the pacing or the energy or it just kind of felt endearing. So, um, you leave it I don't as know. is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I, th- I think uh, just the the dialogue wasn't believable. I think I think you that's know? part of the the rating thing. Like we were what we were saying, like the ADR they they re they recut a lot of what they what the dialogue was strictly based on the PG rating. Like you could clearly tell, like instead of on the on the tr- on the train, like saying Eric uh, Eric messed him over, he clearly says he screwed him over. But it, but. It's it's messed over overdubbed. You know what it voice. needs? I know I know what it is. It needs more 
believable sexual tension. Yeah. Like it, it seems like a lot of sexual tension is held back because of the dialogue. True. And so Yeah, because of the dialogue. Show that more. <laughs> we need a more we need a little bit more of this. I'll say Martin for a dickle. A little bit more of that. Uh who worked in this film, Rachel? I actually really like Joey Fatone in this. He plays kind of like the silly, lovable goof of a friend. Guy that you would step um, on his heart. <laughs> leave him leave him in the friend zone, take him out for frozen yogurt and make him pay for it. Or actually you pay for it, so you establish the ground rules right there. It's like, look, this is only going one way. <laughs> it's charity, my friend. I thought uh, the co-worker, she was believable to me. Yeah. And uh I really liked uh what's uh, the actor actress's name. What's her what's her name? Emmanuel? No, uh Tamala Jones. She was good. I oh. remember her most from uh speaking of the nineties. Booty she, call. Booty call, yeah. Uh yeah. uh uh what's her face's uh Vivica Fox's uh best friend. Yeah, it? yeah. Love interest uh, of Tommy Davidson. I'll talk about that eventually. Eventually. But first uh Jerry Stiller. Future I thought contender. Jerry Stiller was very good. Jerry Stiller was good. Uh, Shrieky was actually okay. I don't for, know. For not doing much. She I didn't know. have to do much. Sh- except that she was very unbelievable in a lot of her uh, Cubs talk. Yeah, it was very unbelievable. Their whole meeting, their meet cute was like the most red thing I've ever, in a movie. Red? Lately. Like reading off the page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they, yeah, they're phoning it in the entire time. They just weren't, meetup. yeah, they need to... They rewrote it to be PG. They should have rewrote it for their actors. Like, <laughs> like it, they don't have use to, your language. Just because you're not in fuck, just because you're in Chicago doesn't mean you have to be fucking Cubs fans. Like, uh, this guy is obviously not a Cubs I fan. I threw my back out the other day. <laughs> yeah, um, like, we didn't get that vibe was not there. I totally agree. I totally agree with you though, Rachel. Uh, surprisingly, Joey Fats did a fantastic job being the buddy. He's always known as the buddy. Like that's why he he got those uh, jobs as. Like the co-host, or he got his job doing that uh, that singing competition show. Probably the most likable in sync member. He's the one of the most likable, um, m- likable slash relatable uh, yeah, boy yeah, band guys. That, that's got to be it. Yeah, because because JT's likable. Yeah, JT's likable, but you don't know if in he's fa- relatable in a fake way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Was exactly. He, was he on dancing? Uh, Dancing with the Stars. I believe or, Joey Fatone was. I know Lance Bass was. Yeah, I think Joey oh, Fatone was okay. as well. He 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 hosted that show, The Singing. Joey Bee. Fatone also acted in uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes, he was the brother of Nia Vardalos. Cousin and, Angelo. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> or a brother or cousin? His cousin. It says cousin. Oh, okay. Tula's cousin Angelo. Oh, Tula's cousin. Yeah. Nico. An amazing Nico. Robot chicken skit with Joey Fatone doing the voice, and it's about <laughs> getting the in sync re. It's an amazing skit that shows like how much of a sense of humor he has about being in a boy band. You know, I was mean towards Joey Fatone at the beginning, but I think he would make a great husband. He's he would. Like hubby material. Yes. Wow. Yeah, you there wife it him is. up. You wife up Joey. <laughs> there <Fats>. he is. <laughs> you wife you wife up Joey Fats and you leave it at that. Uh, who didn't you work? Make it fresh by making Joey Fatone the lead. Mm. No, no, no. You, no, that's you, gotta keep, you gotta keep him in his role. You need a pretty keep boy him in his as wheelhouse. Yeah, you need a pretty boy as lead. He's a good comic relief. Uh, speaking of pretty boys, who didn't work for me for sure, Lance Bass. <laughs> Lance Bass was so bad, so bad. Un- Unbelievable. His eyes were great. His eyes were great. We'll give him that. Uh, otherwise, just not good. My favorite impersonation of Lance Bass. You ready? Hi, I'm Lance Bass. <laughs> Uh, what else didn't work? What else didn't work for you? Who uh, else? Who I else? Hated, and what else? I hated, hated the paper airplane motif. <laughs> like you used it at the beginning, like this is gonna be Forrest Gump, and they don't use it throughout the movie. Only when, only when each love interest is sad. I'm sad. I'm gonna make a paper airplane. Oh, 
No. Yeah, that was so corny. So stupid. <laughs> and, yeah. they, and they didn't even use a paper plane at the end, so they didn't even bookend it. She did. No, she threw it at his feet. Oh, she threw it at his feet, but but there wasn't a paper airplane floating in the sky away, like in the beginning. Not <laughs> to mention she's littering. I know. That's what really? I thought. That's what I thought, that's what I thought he was going to say at the end when she threw it off the train, and, and he's like, and the landing, litter bug. Litterbug. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, replace a character with a Muppet. Oh, we're at that now, so we're only halfway in. All right. <laughs> I'm replacing uh, GQ with Rizzo and okay. uh, the preppy guy with Gonzo. Bulliard with Gonzo. So, so I keep Joey Fats and I keep Lance Bass, but, uh, yeah. but Rizzo and Gonzo are now the other best friends. I think it's perfect. Look, you could easily make Lance Bass into the the main Muppet from the Muppets movie with Jason Segel. Oh, like that's, yeah, that's totally. That's a good transition. But I won't go there. I'm going to go with the easy route. Joey Fats is Fozzie Bear. Yeah. That's easy. That's easy. Game. <laughs> yeah, or as, oh, Alex yeah, like to sure. de- as Alex likes to describe him, you know, that bear with a fedora. <laughs> yeah, that, that one creature. He's got like a tie. He, tells, he, he says dumb anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Nick, you said Gonzo is GQ? Uh, Gonzo is, Rizzo is, as GQ, the yeah. rat as GQ, and Gonzo as the preppy guy. So, uh, <laughs> so the common duo that you see in every Muppet movie, like Muppet Treasure Island, Muppet uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah. I'm not well versed in Muppet characters. I know we're, we're realizing that as people as guests come on, that it turns out nobody's as obsessed with Muppets as uh, we might be. It's a lie. <laughs> people are just secret. Take the fans. Uh, maybe Sam the Eagle there is you the go. boss. <laughs> oh, that's Higgins? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And love Sam the Eagle. I love Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth is the old guy. That's old exactly. Old oh, my God. As, wow. No, Dr. Teeth as the rocker. Oh, as Mick. As the, yeah. as the Mick. Yeah. I, I was the, picturing that. Richie Sambora miscast. <laughs> I honestly thought it'd be, at the first, it was like, oh, it's John Bon Jovi. Oh, it's I Richie Sambora. I thought it was John Jovi, too. But it's Richie Sambora pretending to be John Bon Jovi. That's the joke. So oh. you got to you gotta dig deeper. At first, on, on paper, you're like, Richie Sambora is the music, music guy. And I would think Zoot is bon, uh, John Bon Jovi. Zoot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is no ruler, only Zoot. <laughs> Uh, casting couch, really quick. This is how I would cast this movie in 2001. Tobey Maguire as Lance Bass. And then... Uh, <laughs> All, the, right after Wonder Boys? Yeah, one of the Wayans brothers. It doesn't matter which one. As as GQ. Keenan oh, Ivory. racist. <laughs> well, no, they're both huge stars at the time. So it's like, if you could get... You can't afford both, so you might as well get one. Sean Wayans. I'd, I'd, oh, I'd probably go Marlon. Yeah, go Marlon. Right? Yeah, Marlon. Let's just put Marlon in there. Uh, and then preppy guy, you uh, got to go. You can still get Leo at this point. No, so, I do you one better, Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, Ryan Reynolds Ooh. would be great. So yeah. yeah, put Ryan Reynolds there. Who who plays uh, love interest? Joey Fatone. Oh, Joey Fats. I think you keep Joey Fatone. Keep, keep Joey Fats. Keep Joey Fats. He's too good. Yeah, and then the love interest. I had a few options. Eliza Dushku is kind of where I ended up. To go to. Uh, Eliza Dushku. This is like right after Bring It On. Or uh, or a Allie very. Larder. Allie Larder. Allie Larder. Allie Larder would be great. Or a very. Or or I have two. Shannon Elizabeth is the is the go to. Or you go with uh, the one and only up and comer. Elisha. Elisha? Elisha Cuthbert? Elisha Cuthbert? Elisha Cuthbert. Yeah. One of my all times. She'd be great. She has a little more personality than Emmanuel Shriki. Yeah, I think so. But. But. but yeah, but you can't go past the Dushku. Dushku's yeah. queen. Uh, quotes. I I wrote down two quotes that I liked. Um, 
The first was the first line of the movie when they're singing Two Princes by the Spin Doctors and the voiceover of Lance Bass says, we were all about the rock. I mean, we were hardcore. hardcore. And, then, and then they're playing, playing they're two playing princes Two Princes by, by, by spin, doctors. spin Doctors. And uh, we haven't even talked about Bad Boyfriend Paul. Uh, oh, Stock Boy. Stock, stonks. Stonks are way up. This yeah. guy, that guy aged well. Yeah. Uh, in that, you got to be on the stonks. You got to have yourself on the Chicago meat market. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was... Ra- Rachel, what was your, uh, what did you say to me the second you saw that guy? <laughs> oh, I think I just said, that looks like the the whitest guy ever. Something for sure. That <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember specifically. His last name. Like, that guy looks white as fuck. Yeah. First name, Paul. Oh, I said, I remember. I said, that guy looks like the guy that practices his golf swing at his desk. <laughs> <laughs> First name, Paul. Last name, Milk Toast. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy sucked. Yeah, he. but he had a great line. He said, uh, I appreciate your fossil hobby. Because we haven't mentioned that she's an archaeology major. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Was she archaeology or geology? Archaeology. Archaeology. <laughs> horrible. Yeah, was she going to University of Chicago? She finally got their transfer in. She must have got a Northwestern, right? No, University of Chicago. That's the that's the prim, primo school in Chicago. It's like the... But no, she was slightly out of Chicago. Isn't Northwestern just a little bit out of yeah, Chicago? Yeah, she was commuting in. Yeah, she, she was commuting. She wasn't commuting really in. She was visiting. That was the thing. How was your visiting visit? Visiting Chicago. You can't be in Chicago and visiting Chicago. What if Chicago? she goes to Milwaukee? What if she's living in Wisconsin? She could have been a little bit farther out, but it seemed like she was still kind of near, very near Chicago. I don't. Yeah, but her roommate was know. like, "You just spent the weekend in Chicago." Yeah, it felt like it was a far trip, which means like, like Bloomington or somewhere. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I didn't know you were a fighting Illini uh, coming out of Champaign, Illinois. Um, <laughs> my favorite uh, quote of this film is uh, third uh, is is the baseball is the baseball joke. Third time he's been hit this season. Oh man, that's the third time he's been hit, hit this season. Oh man, that's the third time he's been hit this season. I can't believe it's the third time he's been hit this season. That's a really good joke. It was that one made me laugh. I have a, a or Rachel, do you have do you have one? The hot dog one. Yeah, the hot uh, dog. Does she eat meat? meat? Does she eat meat? Yeah. <laughs> I have a new quick segment. I have a new quick segment. A big chomp into his hot dog. Right? He, he <laughs> ate that. God, so much hot dog eating in this movie. I'm having a hot dog tomorrow. Now it's time for the games and the top five. Top five. We're gonna do top five boy bands. Might as well. Might as well. Uh, it's we're not gonna be the only chance we ever get. Um, we're not gonna do because we're never gonna do the MTV boy band TV movie, which is called. I don't remember it. I don't either. Speaking of MTV, I did like seeing TRL together in this movie. That that was a good flashback. So, yeah, oh yeah, TRL oh. always great to see that. So the fake boy band Kids that will, I was thinking of, Gen Z will well technically are you Gen Z or are you a millennial, Rachel? I think you're a millennial, right? I think I'm I'm the She's last la- year of millennial. You're oh, a la- congratulations, later, thank a, you for yeah. not being a Zoomer. You're a later millennial. Yes. Um, no, uh, Kevin Farley, just to be honorable mention, they were in a fake boy, Kevin Farley was in a fake boy band called Together. Um, no, the Together band, so it was pronounced Together, but it was the number two in G-E-T-H-E-R, so Together. Um, American fictional boy band whose composition, uh, a satirical approach to boy bands, uh, it consists of uh, a guy named Kevin Farley, uh, Michael Cuccione, uh, <laughs> who was the... Uh, who what who 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 died of cancer <laughs> right after they formed the band? That was the that was the re- that was the uh, that was the gimmick for the band. One of the guys had terminal cancer, so you had to feel bad for the boy band. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very funny back in the day, and I still think it's funny to this day. So I'm sorry. Okay, well we're gonna do our top five boy bands. To top five, 
I mean, okay. I'll go ahead if you want to. Yeah, wait. you you started this time. Steve. Yeah. So honorable mention obviously is together for all, always once and forever. Uh, my number five is BB Mac. Uh, my number four is going to be LFO. Uh, my number three, New Edition. Uh, number two, uh, surprisingly, it's gonna it's gonna make a lot of people mad. Number two's in sync. Number one, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, I feel Hell like, yeah. has 20 times as much longevity as NSYNC does. Like, you can still hear, listen to a Backstreet Boys song today and, and, and be like, okay, this could easily be made today, albeit completely different composition. Uh, but they're great. They're great songs. Like, like um, I Want It That Way is one of, the, one of the greatest songs of all time. Uh, Backstreet's back. Still they're great. Always back. You can, they're always back. There's yeah. There's it's a satirical song. They never went anywhere. It's a joyful song. It's their most poppin' song. Um, yeah, yeah. Is Boys to Men a yeah, boy okay. band? You can count them. Okay, then then uh, then I, I I think I got mine. Okay, go ahead. Uh, uh, honorable mention um, O Town because I watched that together is like the fake version, but yes. O Town was the actual version right. that they made a boy band. It was like the One Direction of. My, that was the my, first making the band. Yeah, of my generation was O Town, yes. and uh, me and me and my sister watched that full season. So it was great Terrible. to see, uh, great to see O Town. So there, my number five. Then LFO. Let's not forget the Eighteens. Let's not forget Love S Club Save Love. S Club Seven. Yeah, but they had they had women in it. Yeah, Are women. we going strictly strictly boy bands? No, right. S Club Seven was a mixed band. Yeah, I know. So it was Eighteens uh, was Eighteens was a mixed band. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they don't count. They don't I... count. But what would loved you loved 18s? Okay. 18s was they don't great. Count them. Okay, so they're honorable men, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, we, they're teen we, bands. No, there's yeah. women in it. It's not boy bands. Exactly. That's why they said teen bands. <laughs> Do some cool. <laughs> uh, then number uh, number three, I'm gonna go. I'm going with a fake band, uh, Du Jour. Du Jour from uh, Josie and the Pussycats. It's the uh, fake oh, boy the, band that the, gets in the, the plane film. in the plane crash. Yeah, uh, from the flame from the flaming hot movie Josie and the Pussycats, starring uh, really like that movie, starring Tara Reid and uh, Rosario, Rosario and Rachel Lee Cook. Yes, there you go. You got it. Excellent movie. Uh, it wasn't. Um, oh man, who's the actor that was that was one of the <laughs> yeah. boy Brecken Meyer wasn't Brecken Meyer Breck one of the boy band guys? It. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Donald Faison too. Don <laughs> Faison, God, Dujour, very funny idea. Yeah, uh, and then uh, two and sync and one Backstreet Boys. Wow, good for you. Yeah, uh, Boys to Men is also in there. There's three, so that kind of that kind of handicaps them a bit. So you got to put them in the honorable mensch category. It's like putting Casey and JoJo. Technically, they're a boy band, but there's only two of them. I don't know, man. They're more R and B. They're not really a boy that's, band. That's what I was thinking. Same thing with New Edition. No, they're a boy band. Let's not stand for rhythm and boy. <laughs> Alex, everybody. Rachel, uh, give us your top five. <laughs> so, not that I was an avid listener of the bottom three, uh, but I'm going to say all for one. Yeah, really great. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, five. <laughs> oh, that's your honorable mention. Okay, got it. Got it. And then um, LFO. Mm-hmm. Yep. One wish. And a lot of people, a lot of people disagree with me on this. I didn't realize that that a lot of people um, thought Backstreet Boys is the better boy band, but um, Backstreet Boys number two for me, and NSYNC is number one. Wow. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. I feel I feel like you are more Team NSYNC than Team Backstreet Boy, uh, albeit I think because you you're of the later years 
of the boy band craze. Yeah. And NSYNC was like and primo. Yeah. I just, I remember watching Bye 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 and just being so Revolutionary. amazed. Like yeah. I didn't know what sexual feelings were right. that young, but I just <laughs> felt some type of way watching that video. The way that they, were, the way that they were just snap, pinching their hands at you. The way there were no I strings to, attached, Alex. <laughs> I used to have, I used to have my uh, Walkman on. And I would turn the lights off in my kitchen and dance in the kitchen. Wait, to that, wait, that Rachel, CD. was it a Walkman or was it a Discman? That 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 tells a lot with your answer. What's the difference? The Walkman is the is the cassette. The Discman is the disc. Well, Walkman <laughs> made disc. Uh, oh. Walkman made disc versions. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Discman, <laughs> asshole. I just remember running right, with we just, running with cargo pants that, so I could fit a CD player a in my pocket. Backstreet Boys and NSYNC is the Tupac Biggie debate for teenage girls. Sure, um, yeah. Neither people, neither. No one's wrong. It's a matter of preference. It's a matter of preference. You're right. It's yeah. a matter of timing. I think and it's, it's a matter of preference between yeah. Brittany and Christina. I was team yeah, Brittany same sort of because thing. Brittany sort of was thing. dating. So, so they aren't even compared. Just in Timberlake, the time. That's why I liked in sync. No. Yeah, but then you have BB Mac coming in from uh, from across the pond and tried to break through, and uh, Americans <laughs> were not having it. I really like, like that song back here. Like in, women tend to like in sync more, and men they tend to like Backstreet Boys more. <sighs> That's a very general statement. Cut that out, Kyle. <laughs> One Direction, One Direction might be more popular than any of these bands have ever been. No, they suck. They they don't they don't exist anymore. There's only Harry Styles. Name another one. Zayn Malik. No, no, I'm just saying that they at their peak they were maybe as popular, if not more popular, than any of the previous boy bands. Yeah. I think instantly, but not but not uh, uh, time wise. Like not as longevity, ta- longevity yeah. wise, which I think, is like five years. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. were like a three year band. And, yeah, and sync like instinct instinct. Ha- Instinct. Instinct had that had and has that stopping power. I don't think people 10, 15 years from now are going to be like, I really want to see One Direction regroup. Like, no one's okay, going to. If we're going to talk that's longevity, true, that's true. If we're going to talk longevity, then number one is definitely New Kids. New on Kids. The block. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. New Kids hit that niche where. Because where, none of them were that good. They were all, they all needed each other. And that's the secret. They kept going. And they banked <laughs> they on the fact the that Generation numbers. X came into money. So the fact that Generation <laughs> X came into money, they're like, hey, rem- hey, girls, remember you loved us in middle school? Well, we're back. And they all and they all <laughs> went to their concerts. True. Yeah, they're like, we're all recent divorcees. <laughs> they're like balding. Yeah, I mean, Donnie Wahlberg. Who wants to go see Donnie Wahlberg in concert? <laughs> Bring the I, fucking car on, Donnie. Yeah, who wants to go see him get get uh what is it uh get smashed in the head with with two giant ice cubes? <laughs> oh wait, no, that was Saw Three. Hell yeah. Spoiler alert. Hell yeah. This whack. Um. Yeah. So so yeah, there you have it. The, the uh, you know I don't think we need to play a game today. <sighs> you know what game we're gonna play? Uh, same title, different movie. I'll go. Same title, different movie. On the line. It's about power line workers, and there's a massive forest fire that gets caused uh, below them, and the only way to to get escaped is by getting the smoke jumpers in. And it's all about emergency services trying to rescue these guys who are working on the uh, the the phone lines and, and electrical lines across deserts and during a forest fire. A la the the movie with Josh Brolin and yeah and, yeah Firewalkers yeah, yeah, or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, Firewalk with me. Um, I yeah. got I got one on the line. It's a uh, there's a child trapped in a burning building. The burning is it's building the biography slow. of Nick Lyons where he does cocaine twenty four seven a day on the line. No, that's the backup on the line. That's the on the line that Cut gets that part uh, out, deep funding. Yeah. Uh, 
burning building, child at the top. There's no way to get to him. The helicopters can't fly through. The smoke is too bad. They need a tightrope walker. Everything is on the line. They get the world's best tightrope walker. They that throw. They throw. The, it's the French guy from Man on Wire. Yeah, yeah, it's that exact guy. They throw the line across, make it taut. Everything comes down to this man crossing that wire. The only thing is, he's not a man. He's a woman. She's a woman. Everything's wow. on the line. That's the twist. <laughs> Mark Duplass as a transgender. There it is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and they have to get back across the line. It's actually very harrowing. It's like cliffhanger, but on the on a on the line. It's on a wire. Man, I really want that movie to be called On the Wire. Well, <laughs> that's not the game we're playing. Rachel, uh, pitch a movie called On the Line. I'm thinking like a Disney animated feature where. Um, uh, it's about fishing, and maybe Eddie Mur- Murphy plays like the big bass, Ooh. and this girl's like Lance. Fishing Can he be named Lance? <laughs> <laughs> maybe this this girl's fishing with her grandpa for the first time, oh and like she, uh, uh, you know, hooks the line, and she she's fishing, and she catches a big one, and she's reeling it in, and she's reeling it in, and all of a sudden the big bass Eddie Murphy. <laughs> catches the line and pulls her in and then she turns into a fish as well and uh she gets oh, lost in me. the ocean and <laughs> she's just trying to find her way back to her grandpa wow wow that's a true to god pixar movie that they have not made that's like the incredible mr limpet <laughs> that's like the... it kind of it's kind of running into finding nemo and like uh, sword in the stone it. sword in the stone when he turns into like the squirrel reverse engineering and the fish. Finding well, that's nemo inc- and that's kind of the story the little, of incredible mr limpet it's a princess and the toad hey shut up and the little the little mermaid yeah. hey shut up let me talk <laughs> it's all of the best things together no, it's 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 an old Disney movie with um, Don Knotts. Don Knotts plays like a, a guy who's like super into fish and then falls into the water and then turns into a fish. It's uh, the, called The Incredible Mr. Limpet. It's a very uh, very cute little 60s Disney movie that needs to be rebooted. So good job, Rachel. Yeah, that was uh, almost too good. Um, Alex, which movie you're buying a ticket to? Right, before I make my choice, I'm just disappointed neither of you guys went with the basketball angle. You know, on the line, like uh, three throws. No, but. no, it would have been. It should have been. <laughs> it should have been uh, uh, football, where he and then just in a huge fight about somebody stepping out of bounds and be like, his foot was on the line. <laughs> yeah, it's like any given Sunday, but it's the entire <laughs> yeah. time it's about a review of a play. It's like two and a half hours. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, what was it? Uh, well, a lot, a lot could happen. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. Um, if we want to play the rom-com angle, maybe it's like this chick. She's a customer service agent for AT and T, and uh, she's Ooh. specifically AT and T. She's fed up with her life, and all of a sudden, she Catherine gets Heigl. paired with this customer, and yeah. she's trying to maintain professionalism, but she really connects with this guy, and they. They have a romance on on the line. Yeah. So which one are you going with? Are you going with that one or the best? I'm t- well, if she's changing her, I'm changing mine to a rom com where two cocaine users are doing the same line and they meet halfway. It's I like was it's, thinking it's, that it's, too. It's, it's a real they do a, it's a, they do a, it's line a real lady a real lady in the <laughs> lady in the tramp situation. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> okay, Alex, just say which one, and then we're moving on. <laughs> Steven's playing all the cartoon sound effects he can find. Yeah, Rachel's. I like I like the bass idea. 
I didn't know what that was. <laughs> Final so, thoughts. Uh, that worked out really it well. It did work out. Better than the big green is this movie. Man. I'm saying almost. I'm saying no. I'm saying almost. no. But it's an almost. It's almost bad good. It's almost yeah. bad good. This yeah. movie's right up in the bad good. I, I like it. I like it. It's it's up there. It's one of my favorite rom coms. When it's streaming, bad I will recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Uh re This is oh. my favorite Valentine's Day edition movie we've watched. I think so too. Um, I'm not a fan. There, I have personal it was this and P.S. I love you. This, I have, those two were the uh... personal grudge against P.S. I love you. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, this this was the most enjoyable Valentine's film that we watched, and it's not really a Valentine's y film. Yeah, which is nice, which is good, but it still has the romance uh, subplot, which I enjoy. But uh, I'll re-rate it to a. Uh, it got a 19. I'll give it a 20. Yeah, it deserves 20. D- 20. I'll give it two, double deuce. 22. <laughs> Rachel? Oh, I would give it like a uh, 23. 23, yeah. There we go. We yeah, keep, we're in the we, 20s. We keep it to where we in can do it. In honor of Chicago's high, greatest higher. athlete. Yeah. In honor of Chicago's greatest athlete, Charles Tillman. <laughs> <laughs> he was 33. Uh, Kyle's, yeah. Kyle's blurb. Time for the blurbs. Kyle's blurb is uh, hold the door. Uh, meaning, uh, I think that's a Hodor reference. And, bit my hand. and it's also a, 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 a subway, like a train car reference. Uh, hold, hold the door. Like hold the door for this film? Like make sure that this <laughs> film gets on board so you can watch it? Or yeah, maybe hold the door like uh, this This is leaving without you unless you get on. Mm. Uh, my blurb is um, don't hold the line uh, for this film. Um, run right through it. Yeah, mine's if it's free online, watch on the line. Ooh. I like your double double verbiage. Uh, Rachel, your final blip? I got nothing. <laughs> Just like this movie. That's what you... Yeah, <laughs> there you go. it worked. That actually worked. Real recommendations. <laughs> or, or Kyle has a final thought. He saw Tenet. Uh, it didn't work for him, which is shocking. This news is shocking. The only reason He's he can't talk about it. He'll episode. talk about it on the next one. We'll, yeah, we'll get the full, out, we'll get the full out, details. Kyle. I'm talking person. Don't be a dunce like this. <laughs> We'll have Sorry. a spin-off podcast all about Tenet. Real recommendations. Uh Steven. Um, I just started getting I just started embracing my inner weird whiteness and started listening to the podcast Welcome to Night Vale, uh, which is a ten year old podcast. It is basically a fictional reporting of a desert town um that suffers through sci fi uh events, uh Eldritch and uh Macabre and Lovecraftian horrors, and uh, I think it's a pretty interesting show. Um, I've just hmm. ran through the first 10 episodes. Uh, like I said, it's fictional, and it's, and it's one guy uh, basically basically giving a newscast, and it's, uh, and it's I like it. I like it a lot because I like weird weird horror shit like that. I like it. I'll, I'll, I'll recommend, uh, we, I've recommended this before, but uh, Vast of Night. I, yeah. I uh, rewatched it. It's very Vast of Night. It's got the same vibe. That's same I, vibes. That's, that's the exact reason I'm going to uh, recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Shard. Rachel, do you have a recommendation? A quick comment, then a recommendation. Whenever somebody mentions uh, Lovecraft, I always think of this. <laughs> and of course, you would find this bar in Portland. But I went to a Lovecraft-themed bar That's in Portland. Dope. And it was like big, corny, haunted house. They had like the steam going, yeah. pictures in framed pictures of horror movie characters. And... It 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 was very well done. That's pretty and that kitschy. Night they, yeah, and that night they had um, a drag show oh, wow. themed to Lana Del Rey, and it was the most 
like melancholy, odd night. Was it called the I Lana Del Gay? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, no. Damn it. <laughs> um, my recommendation is so I just read a book in like a few days called Uncanny Valley. Oh. And it's a memoir about this woman who quits her job in publishing in New York to work in tech. Um, obviously in the Silicon Valley. And it's just, to me, I I thought it was a highly uh, accurate depiction of of what it's like to be in your 20s, um, you know, being in the tech scene in in the Silicon Valley. Cool. Uh, Yeah, it was really well done, the way it was written. Very interesting. Yeah, that sounds, what's the name of the author? Uh, Anna Weiner. Anna Weiner. Yeah. Tells it like it is. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, our residence whiner, Alex, what's uh, your real recommendation? Real quick. 69, dude! I mean, it is the Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> I'm going to recommend the Tiger Duck. Tiger Woods documentary. Oh, oh same wow. with Kyle. Same wow. as Kyle. Oh, did he? Are, okay, I'll, I'll no, no, you no, can, no, 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 that's that's your equal cool recommendation. That's perfect, actually. No, 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 no. Let me, let me no, no you're done. No, you're done. We have some bad hombres here. Say your bit about it. I just think it's HBO does documentaries right, man. Like, I've never really seen a bad documentary on HBO. Um, it, it's it's just really good. I like especially like ones that are more series as opposed to just a standalone movie. It's two parts. Pretty good. Bears are a proud people, although they're not people per se. They're animals. Well, uh, speaking of nonfiction, I want to say thank you, Rachel, again for being on the on the show. Uh, yeah, that's fact. That's fact. Yeah, that's straight up. That's straight up nonfiction right there. Happy uh, Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. Uh, happy Valentine's Happy Valentine's Day to, to your loved times. ones. Yeah, Valentine's. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, enjoy enjoy your holiday with your with your loved one. Enjoy this podcast. I hope you did because I did. Yeah. Uh, uh, every year, every year. Are you gonna wish me a happy Valentine's Day? Not Tuesday? a fucking. I said chance. to Rachel to her and her loved one. <laughs> what more do you want from me? Uh, but yeah. As we always say Happy here, Valentine's Day, Alex. Uh, keep it real, Stephen. Uh, keep it rotten, Nick, and um, take it away, Al. He played the weird speed it up version of all of his songs too, because it was a live concert. Yeah. Version, yeah. Does he do that in his live concerts? That I'm would assuming be, that yeah. would be a shame. Probably in the 2000s, not now because he's really old. Yeah. He wasn't jumping around in uh, at Outside Land. World premiere, the title track from the movie On the Line. 